0: Hello, and welcome to But I'm a Professional. This is the podcast where we learn how to be well while working well. I'm your host, Nancy Elizabeth, and I'm here to help. Thanks for joining. Come on in. Before we get started with today's episode, I'd just like to remind everyone of ways that you can reach out and say hello or... Let me know um, where you're tuning in from, what kind of work you do, what kind of problems that you have at work, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You can do that in two ways. You can either go to patreon.com slash Nancy Elizabeth, and you can comment on the things that I post there. Everything is free. There is an option to um, make donations, but you don't need to do that in order to access content. Uh, The other way to to communicate on the interwebs is to go to the Twitter. uh at twitter i am at but i'm a profesh um and in both places i post uh additional content that will help you along your professional journey things that i think would be very useful um things that i have found useful and so on and so forth so i look forward to seeing you there On today's episode, we are going to talk about the fourth competency in the domain of emotional intelligence. The domain is called self-management. And the fourth competency that we're gonna talk about today is called positive outlook. And like we do in every episode, first we'll just talk generally what it means, what it doesn't mean, get a better understanding of that phrase, that term. Then we'll talk about how, why, how and why it's important to your, your professional self. Uh, and then finally, we'll talk about actual things that you can do in order to improve on this competency. Okay. Now, if you'll recall this little mini series that I'm doing with emotional intelligence is focused on the domain of self management and. There are four domains under emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship management. And I chose self-management as the starting point because I think that unless you get yourself correct, you're not going to be much good to anybody else, particularly if you're in any sort of managerial or leadership position. Yeah. So we've already talked about there, there are four competencies under the domain of self-management. We've already talked about three of them so far. The first one that we did if you recall, was emotional self-control. The second one we talked about was adaptability. The third was achievement orientation. And today's focus will be on positive outlook. Now, as I've said in the previous episodes, these competencies don't exist on their own. They are not islands, okay? They all support each other and help each other. Um, And, you know, truthfully, if you start improving one, likely it's going to have a knock-on effect on the other. These are just, you know, ways of organizing thought and and organizing action, um, rather than seeing it as as, uh, separate entities, okay? And I think that's a bit of good news, because that's to say, if you've started changing how you approach one of the other competencies, well, you're already a step ahead of this one. All right, so let's dive in to a sort of introduction to positive outlook. What exactly am I talking about when I say positive outlook? Now, like a lot of these terms and phrases, I think you hear the words positive, you hear the words outlook, and you think, yeah, I know what that means. But like, what does that mean mean? You know, what does that that mean, as far as a competency goes, and how I should be working, and how I should be behaving, and how I should be thinking, and so on. And right to be a bit confused, because there's a lot of conflicting advice out there around positivity, not even advice, just a lot of conflicting narratives. So we'll get into all of them. Let me start by saying, when I refer to positive outlook, it's the ability to see a positive aspect or see some positivity, either in a person, or in a situation, Uh, despite the challenges that that person or situation presents to you, okay? So that's what we're trying to focus on. We're trying to focus on the ability to see something positive, all right? So I would like to now shift to what it is not, because I think that's where most people get into um, a confused area, okay? So when I'm talking about positive outlook, I'm not talking about being naive, um, that everything is gonna be fine thing that people say and think and, and behave and how they behave. It's not about that. Um it's also not gaslighting. Okay. I hope that you haven't worked with anybody who gaslit you. Can you say that? Gaslit? Um but if you have, you'll know just how frustrating it is, right? Um this is not, this is also not, you know, the ignoring of things that are difficult or the ignoring of, of things that are tr- like truly troubling or truly, truly problematic, okay? Positive outlook doesn't mean you have to ignore uh, difficult emotions or difficult feelings about something. Um, and it's also, it's not that um, those cliches, you know? Those, um, those cliches that, that say like, look on the bright side, everything happens for a reason. The kind of, of things that people say that while they may be well intentioned, they you know they're they're very much um, they're very much a, a great way to make somebody feel shame and guilt because they're just not being happy, they're not choosing to be happy, or something like that. Okay, um, and and by the way, everything does not have absolutely does not happen for a reason. Sometimes shitty things happen for absolutely no good reason. Okay, and a lot of the time, shitty things happen because you know, the the um, the systems uh, and the frameworks that we have to function within uh, value things over people. Uh, they value profit over people or they value production over people and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's not true. Um, not everything happens for a reason. We also live in a very chaotic planet and universe. So, you know, that's not, that is not, uh, that's not going to fly. Um, so, yeah, basically... What we want to make sure we're not thinking of when we think of positive outlook is we're not thinking about toxic positivity, which is that stuff I just uh, I just described. OK, so that that guilt and that shame, that avoidance, that's called toxic positivity. OK, and that is not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to to point out in in this intro section as well is this idea about um being a negative person. So, okay, have you ever caught yourself saying something along the lines of like, well, I'm, a, I'm just naturally a worrier. I've always been a worrier or I always see the glass half empty or I, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always a bit concerned about things, something like that. Do you ever catch yourself saying those things? I mean, in a certain sense, you're right. You are a natural worrier, but more broadly, all humans are natural worriers. Okay, that's why we still exist. Yeah. Um, Our, our brains have been looking for danger since we have existed. And that's just because it was, you know, a way to keep us safe and keep us alive and keep us going. Unfortunately, our brains, well, the amygdala part anyway, hasn't changed that much. But you know, our surroundings have changed hugely. Okay, and so we still think in that danger way, or maybe not even think just respond and, and react in that danger way. But actually, there's not a lot of call for it anymore. Yeah. So, um, you know, another thing that we'll talk about in a little bit more detail at the end in the doing section is something called a negativity bias. All right. So this is when negative things stick with you more than the positive things. But it's because your brain has, you know, has a job of keeping you safe. So obviously, it's a lot more sensitive to things that are are going wrong, could go wrong, have gone wrong, things like that. And that that sticks in your head a lot more than the positive, yeah. Um, like I said, it's one of the reasons that we still exist. So it has its purpose. It's just that, you know, we've got a real imbalance um, in, in its use because our environments are just nowhere near as dangerous as they used to be. Um, so we'll spend a little bit of time in the third section of this episode talking about how we can, you know, recognize that very human thing of having a negativity bias but to shift it from you know letting it um, keep you in this daily blind panic and and shift it a little bit so that it's it's doing what it's actually supposed to be doing which is keeping you safe in, in truly dangerous situations okay Right, so just to review, positive outlook is the ability to see something positive in a person or situation, despite the challenges it presents. It is not toxic positivity. It is not sunshine and lollipops. Okay, there are sunshine and lollipops. But those things sometimes happen at the same time that there are thunderstorms. And I don't know, I can't think of a second thing. You fill in the blank. So... You might be wondering, well, what has this got to do with my professional self? Well, that's a very good question. I mean, very broadly speaking, working on these competencies that we've been talking about um, changes and putting better, better practice into place in your daily life will help you grow these skills that are then transferable to work, right? I mean, we specifically focus on, on your work self here, um, but they're applicable in both both sides of you. Um, when, once you have developed your positive outlook competency, I mean, you'll just be much more, much more able to deal with on a low level, just the annoyances and headaches that come up from work all the time. Um, but on a, on a much higher level, you'll be able to see things differently. You'll be able to be more creative in your responses to challenges and you'll just be be better able to lead and to manage, uh, especially in tricky situations. OK, so that's why it's really important to think about how we can how we can make some additional efforts in that area to improve that's that particular skill. OK, I think one key factor that we have to consider here with positive outlook is how much it helps with motivation. Okay. if you listen to the last episode that I did about uh, achievement orientation, we talked quite a bit about motivation, the different types of motivation, where it comes from and why it's important and all that kind of thing. Um, And one of the things that I mentioned is that motivation is really crucial uh, in order to bounce back from from obstacles or from failures or even perceived failures and things like that. Um, So, you know, if you are if you're the quote, you know, glass half empty type of person um, and then you hit an obstacle, you're going to give up a lot sooner and a lot faster than you would if you uh, had developed some, some skills and some habits around positive outlook and how you can have a bit more resilience and a bit more bit more grit. Okay. Um, Also, if you're interested in being any sort of effective leader, a, a stronger positive outlook is um, is a great way to to be more solutions oriented. And, and, and I mean that like in a more varied way. OK, um, you become you become better equipped. You have a lot more to draw from um, and you have a, a better toolkit to to use when you're when you're trying to improve your ability. But also when you're you're trying to find the the skills and the potential in those who are around you, so those on your team, for example. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's really difficult to encourage and, and to foster the potential of your team and uh, of of people that you work with if if you just can't see it because, you know, you're stuck behind this negativity bias, right? Um also you just you can't be an effective leader if you're leaning into that toxic positivity space either, yeah. Um, it's really important to learn the difference between that shame and blame trap of toxic positivity and the the usefulness um, uh, and the the you know the space for growth that exists within the positive outlook. That's what we really want to focus on, okay? Um, as leaders, basically developing and and working with a more a more tuned and a more developed positive outlook is, it's also a really effective way to change you know the sort of feel, the the like what i want to say the vibe of your team or your group or possibly your department i mean i'm sure you can all think of having worked somewhere and there's a group of people that are sort of that that negativity echo chamber the echo chamber of complaints and what's why everything's shit all the time um it's it's really toxic and it's but it's also really contagious And sometimes people, um, you know, sort of join in just because it's like, oh, bit of dance, bit of fun, but um, yeah, it creates a really, really unfortunate environment to try to work within, but so true for for a positive outlook. Okay, so you know, if you're cultivating that competency yourself, and you're you're applying that in your leadership and your management and how you function, that becomes the new norm, right? And that becomes a new thing to replicate. And so, you know, people will will follow you and and will do as you do, and that will then spread throughout the team, and you know, hopefully, um, throughout the, the department or organization, even to get you away from that toxic work culture and get you into a much more useful space. Right. I should say, if you are interested in learning a little bit more broadly how this uh, this particular competency and and even emotional intelligence. Uh, how it functions or how can function better with your team definitely check out the work of uh, what's she called dr vanessa druskat druskat i don't know how to say her name d-r-u-s-k-a-t anyway she's great um the good doctor has done some absolutely fascinating work on how teams function what they need, what works best and all of this, you know, with a really, really keen eye and understanding of emotional intelligence uh, and, and all the, the domains and the, the competencies uh, that fall under it. I will put links uh, to some, you know, podcasts that I've listened to that she's been on and some of the stuff that she's some of her work Um, I'll put that in the show notes so that you can you can look that up if you if you have interest in that particular area. I mean, for the purposes of this episode, without turning it into a you know a sixteen hour lecture, um, I'm just interested in telling you what you can do yourself, and then that will turn into having an effect on your team and those around you. Okay. Okay. So let's shift our attention to the actual doing. and changing of what we do to make this work, to make this have some sort of positive impact. Yeah. So when I was thinking about how to how to present and how to structure any sort of action around this, I thought about it in three different ways. Um, I think first, better understanding negativity bias and how we can stop it or at least get it on a little bit better under control, more under control. Um, I think that's really key because that holds us back much more than we we, I think are aware a lot of the time. Um, another angle is the center of the universe angle, okay? Let's just let you I'll just let you make your guesses as to what I'm referring to there. Uh, I'll explain that a little bit more in a second. And then the other the last thing that I think is most useful is to to think about and consider how we may have been participating in a sort of toxic positivity, or we may be um, we may be resistant to positive outlook because we think that it's going to be toxic positivity, and then thinking about actually how we can shift our our um, participation in that to make it uh, much more useful and and much more valuable in our work. Okay. Right, so let's get started with the negativity bias, okay? Um, So as I said off the top, negativity bias is something that you're never ever going to get rid of, nor should you try, okay? It's, you know, the reason that we still exist, um, it's just, it's got a little bit out of control as our lives have got easier and safer and, you know, ultimately better, I suppose, but very, very generally speaking, um, but the thing about your negativity bias is your brain is always scanning all the time okay so every time you walk into a new room every time you walk into a new group every time you come across a new idea all those things your brain is like what was something wrong something what is it let me find it and it if you're if you're not aware of that that can really trip you up and get in your way okay especially if you compound that with some other stuff that's going on like I don't know, depending on what your traumas have been, or depending on how how well your brain function is working. You know, did you get enough sleep last night? Are you, do you have all the vitamins you need for that thing to function? You get what I'm saying? Like it's a, it, it can easily turn into something much more, um, it feels much more catastrophic than it is. Okay. But just being aware that your brain is a heat seeking missile, but instead of seeking heat, it's seeking danger all the time. Just even knowing that will help you um, sort of manage it a, a lot better. Okay. Um, so when you're going into any sort of unfamiliar territory or something that you perceive to be a bit challenging, just know that your brain is going to try to protect you. Okay. And it's going to be high on super high alert looking for what's wrong and how we can avoid it. Um, one of the most effective ways that I have found um, as far as advice goes from experts. Uh, a great way to trick your brain into calming down is to do so with breathing exercises. okay? In particular, um Dr. Andrew wheel is uh, does a lot of work around um, how breath work can manage stress and can manage, you know can sort of calm your brain down. Um, and he he suggests and encourages uh, the four, seven, eight. So you breathe in for four counts and then you hold it for seven counts. And then you breathe out for seven or for eight counts, breathe out through your mouth. So in through your nose for four, hold for seven, out through your mouth for eight. Yeah. And that will calm your system down and and tell your brain that everything's okay. Okay. Now, obviously, that's only going to do so much if you're in actual danger. And if you're in actual danger, you should not be trying to override your system. You should be, you know, I don't know, running from the fire if there's a fire. Um, but yeah, if you're just in a in an awkward conversation, or if you're getting some negative feedback or something like that, that's a great way to to get your brain to, to calm down so that you can actually think rather than just react to everything. Okay. Um, another way to to get your negativity bias under control is to stop the, um, the internal negative talk. And um, a lot of that happens around the, the shoulds, the shouldas, you know. I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Um, it's really, really useless to, to have the, the, the old films playing in the background all the time and, and focusing on what you did wrong or what went wrong or um, all those kinds of things. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, uh, when, when something gets, when something doesn't work out as you, as you wanted it to, or, or with a good result, that's fine. You can think, okay, what went wrong? You can identify that, but use that information to apply to your current situation or future situations and then move on. Don't keep playing the the track back. Be like, oh God, remember that time? You know, nobody needs those 3am thoughts where you are like, oh, that time when I was 14 and I said that stupid thing. That's not useful. Okay. And again, if you have that sort of interrupting brain thought, it's fine. You don't need to get upset with yourself for having them. You're sort of <laughs> piling stress on stress. Just see it and just let it go, okay? And again, if if it helps, uh, do some breath work and and get your get your mind away from it. Get your um, thoughts away from it. Yeah. Another thing with the negativity bias is that your brain is very good at logging in very very intricate detail what went wrong exactly when why and then like playing it back for you and again that's that's a reminder of like how how can i keep you alive how can i prevent you from doing this thing however that is not applicable to most things in your life actually i would argue it's probably not applicable to hardly anything anymore you're fairly safe especially if you you know if you live in one of the ga countries you're you're doing all right um but all this to say that your your brain is very busy logging negative experiences. So it's up to you to, when you have a positive experience, to log that, right? So to, to spend a couple of beats thinking about that or to savor that for a little while. So that sticks in there too and it adjusts the balance, yeah? Um. Sometimes the the positive things happen and they just they just get lost. They they're there and then they're gone because we're like, "Phew, okay, you know, crisis averted. Let's move on to the next dangerous situation and try to avoid a crisis there. But no, like take that take that minute, take those uh, those couple of beats to to say the thing, to say the 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 compliment or to share gratitude or to verbalize something that you've noticed that went well, like try to actively. Um, turn that into to a, a more frequent habit of yours okay um maybe put a post-it up I'm a big fan of putting a post-it up today my only goal is to when something positive happens to say something about it out loud and take you know an extra 10 seconds to let that swim around in my head in order to readjust the balance of negativity to positive positive outlook yeah do something like that we're just we're just trying to to tip the scales a bit the other way because it's just so heavy on the negativity side you're just you're designed for it. it's you know but there is hope you can change um all right so that's those are a couple of things that we can do to to readjust our our negativity bias a bit and to, to make it do what it's actually supposed to do, which is keep you alive rather than keep you in a, in a blind panic all the time. That's what we want to get away from. Okay. So the second thing I think that would be really important to remember when you are you find that you are not, in fact, having a positive outlook on something at work. Because somebody did something and, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that to me. Everybody's out to get me. What a dick. Etc. Well, This is what I was talking about with the center of the universe narrative, okay? Um, Most people are not, in fact, out to get you. Most people aren't thinking of you much at all. I mean, most of the stuff that most humans do is in a response to whatever they're afraid of or whatever they're worried about or whatever's weighing on their minds. It's got to do with them. Their behaviors have got to do with them. It may be that whatever behavior they participate in is a bit shit for you but it's not because of you right like somebody's not after you it rarely has anything to do with you so i think letting go of that narrative will be a big help as well it doesn't mean that you know you have to sort of let everybody do whatever they want even if it has a negative impact on you it's just understanding that it's likely coming from a place of like i said um they're concerned about something, or they're worried about something, or they're trying to avoid something—all that kind of thing. So, just having a little, a little bit more empathy around why they're doing the things that they're doing—it's not because they want to be a dick to you. It's because you know they're concerned about something, um, and maybe just asking sometimes that helps a lot. What is it that you're worried about? What, are, what worries you most about the situation? Those kinds, of, those kinds of questions, you know. So, yeah. Get over yourself. Only at work, though, in your personal life, you be you be front and center. You be the main act. All day, every day. I highly recommend it. Okay, so we are shifting our negativity bias. We are getting over ourselves. And the last thing that we want to think about is the trap of toxic positivity. Okay? Now, off the top of this episode, I mentioned... Some, some of those uh, cliches, right? The look on the bright side. Everything happens for a reason. Happiness is a choice. Oh, I hate that one. I hate it so much. First of all, I don't know why anybody's trying to be happy all the time. That just seems really exhausting and frantic and and just like nervy, like really, really bad for your nerves. Just try to be neutral calm and content most of the time aim for that it's a much better state to be in i think for your for your poor exasperated brain but as far as the um saying the look on the bright side stuff goes um particularly if somebody's telling you something that's that went wrong um you know even if you mean well by saying that that's never really how it's received it's it's more received as Um, what you're saying is invalid or what you're feeling is invalid, right? You're invalidating that person being bummed out about something or being worried about something or whatever it is. So, you know, a better way to respond to that is um, to, well, first of all, make space for that negative emotion that they have because it's okay if we get upset about stuff, you know. Um, All emotions are valid. I mean, we're we're never trying to avoid feeling anything. We're just trying to avoid drowning in any feeling, right? So... Listening to somebody, particularly if you're in a leadership position and somebody on your team is telling you about something that went wrong or or some problem or whatever, you saying look on the bright side is um, dismissive, okay, and it shuts them down. So um, a more effective way to do that would be to sometimes just listen, Um, sometimes just make space for them to feel that way. Um, And then maybe ask more questions about what it is they're worried about or, you know, what they think. Um, this will do or something like that just to get them to flesh it out a bit more okay so too I think being aware of any sort of positive narrative either coming out of yourself or coming out of other people around you being aware of any positive narrative that makes you feel shame or makes you feel guilt or makes other people feel shame or other people feel guilt okay um you can see a lot of this you see a lot of this on social media actually this um you know choosing happiness and and this like manifesting language and i'm not saying that those are inherently bad ways of thinking about situations no but it's a little like life is a little bit more complicated than that right and so too at work okay listen if it was you know if i could just manifest my dreams then um okay i manifest never ever having to worry about debt or taxes again or housing prices or health or what like it's just it's not that's not it okay so you can you can have goals and make a plan for them and work towards them all that kind of thing. that's not what I mean, but I mean just coming down to something that makes you feel like, oh my God, I can't believe it I'm not a millionaire yet well I, I'm doing something wrong no, you're probably not. you're probably doing just fine. you should not feel like a failure because you didn't choose happiness today or you didn't um, you know manifest some pay rise last week or whatever, okay so, I I would say that if you if you do find yourself, for example, if you are on social media, if you're following anybody on Twitter or Instagram, and they have a lot of that kind of narrative, and it just makes you kind of feel like garbage, just stop, don't follow it. Uh, you don't need that kind of that kind of toxic positivity in your life. Um, but so too, work to avoid having the same sorts of, um, f- you know, phrases and same same way of speaking with your team and with people that you're working with, because it'll have the same effect on them. It'll make them feel shame and it'll make them feel guilt again, as though it's their fault, right? When I mean, sometimes it is, but a lot of times it isn't, right? So, being able to discern and being able to to respond appropriately to what the challenge is and why, okay, rather than having that blanket of of toxic negativity or toxic positivity, we want to that's what we want to avoid, yeah. I would say as well as a side note um as a leader uh if you do find that people on your team are really negative or you know very um to, a little bit too happy and a little bit too um pushing pushing anything negative away and keeping negative things from you and stuff like that if you notice that happening that is a very, very strong indication that foundationally something is wrong and, and your your practice and your ways of working and your norms need to change, right? And you've got to find a way to fix it. Um, that's not to say that that will necessarily be something very quick or very easy, it rarely is. Um, but yeah, that's that's up to you to suss that out and to, to do something about it, okay? I think the last thing to remember, no matter what you're doing for work, um, just as a human, is to remember that you are a beautiful, complex, emotional human being, okay? Uh, you can have a lot of emotions going on at the same time, that's fine, we're built for it. Um, and you can also have a lot of thoughts going on at the same time. But remember a couple of things, not everything you think is true, and not everything you think is accurate. Sometimes your brain is just full of junk. Okay. Not everything that floats through your mind deserves, you know, a, a three act opera. You do, the, some of it's just garbage, hot garbage. You can see it and you can watch it move by. Um, and so too with your emotions. You don't have, you don't necessarily have to think or feel one way about a situation. You can feel a range of things about a situation. Okay. Um, sometimes, you know, it's like the, the emotions of bittersweet and things like that, right? There's, there's uh, we're capable of feeling a lot for, for certain, um, certain things that happen to us. And, you know, I think the, the more we understand that complexity and that nuance, the better off we are. And I think finally, too, like I said off the top of the show, um, very, very, very few things are as catastrophic as they can as they can feel and as they seem sometimes. I struggle to think what is actually as catastrophic as we some as our brains sometimes tell us it is. OK, um, so just just bear that in mind sometimes. That's why it's really important to put that space in between stimuli and response. OK, because it gives you a time to. Calm your brain down with a bit of breathing to get your thoughts in order, and then to realize that no, this is not a catastrophe. Yes, this is bad. Okay, this is complicated. And I need a plan. Who do I get around me? Okay, we're going to get that person because they're really skilled in this area, and that person because they've showed a bit of promise with the blah blah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 complicated and it's it's involved, right? So we're not looking for quick shouty fixes here. That's that's sort of my my point. Okay. All right. So just to review, we have defined what positive outlook is, is finding the positive angle or the positive side or the potential positivity in a situation that is difficult or challenging or with a person who is difficult or challenging or groups of people. Uh, We've also defined what it isn't. It is not toxic positivity. We're not here for that. We don't have time for that on the show. Uh, we've talked about why that's important at work, whether you are in a leadership uh, or a management position, or whether you're just, um, you know, starting off, It can help you immensely uh, from all angles. Um, and finally, we talked about some habits that we can put into place that help readjust uh, how we, we go through our days with a bit more of a positive outlook that is useful, skillful, and ultimately makes our professional selves better. I want to thank you very much for tuning in and listening today, as always. As I said off the top of the show, do reach out if you're on Twitter at butimaprofesh or go to patreon.com slash Nancy Elizabeth and comment there. Let me know what you're up to. I wish you all a very positive day, and not in a toxic way. Cue Britney Spears. See you next time. Bye.